Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Just, hey, Eli. Pop, just popped open your drink right as we started recording. Celsius. What is Celsius? Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it wants to think it's healthy. It's like boost your metabolism, has mm. vitamins, but really it's 200 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, all right. What you got? What's your I got, I got coffee, Starbucks. It's no good. Starbucks coffee, notoriously no good, but it's just like easy. Is to it grab. like no good? Like people are like, oh, you drink Starbucks? Or is it like actually not? No, good? it tastes bad. It's, um, <laughs> Starbucks coffee is notoriously taste burnt. Oh, okay. And maybe there are people who like prefer the burned taste. I am not one of those people. Okay. And yet you have a Starbucks. Yeah, now. it's Starbucks is like it's one of those things. It's like Walmart or Amazon. We're like we're all like, yeah, it's not good. But you still just end up shopping there because it's convenient and it's everywhere. Okay. Right. I mean, as someone who goes out of their way for better Diet Coke, I don't really understand that, but. I also go out of my way for better coffee, but do you ever just are like, you're like, crap, I need a Diet Coke and I don't have time to go to whatever the good Diet Coke place is. I'll just grab one at that. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. that's Better. the Starbucks coffee situation is like, I'm coming here to record with Meg. There's a Starbucks like right, right on the way. And it's very, very fast. And I want some coffee. I'll just grab some Starbucks. That's that situation. All right. What have you been watching? Okay, so Matthew Perry died. So so sad. Sad. So shocking. Um, it feels. Uh, it, it. I mean, obviously, he was in his like mid fifties. That's way too young. Way too young. Um, and it feels really weird to be losing people from friends now. Yeah. That just it feels very very wrong to me. It's interesting that they did that reunion. Was it last year? A couple of years ago, I think. I'm glad they did it. Me too. Um, because that could have been like a lost opportunity, even though a, a little bit flopped, and you could tell half of them I mean, were checked sucked. out. It sucked. Yeah, but like it was still a good time. It was interesting to see them all together, and I get the sense, especially in the last couple of days, of people as people have kind of like shared behind the scenes stuff about him that those six people in Friends are genuinely like friends with each other, and they're mm -hmm. they're very close. I mean, they all became megastars together. Yeah. They went from unknown to megastar all At a together. young age, too. Yeah, and they were all, you know, basically the same age. And so that was like a, you know, an interesting experience. And it's so so sad. It's been kind of interesting to see, like, clips of him in interviews. I, I It's not like I've followed his career that much. True. Um, he was in The Good Wife and The Good Fight as a recurring character, and he was very hateable, his character was. He was really good in it. Um. But apart from that, I don't think I've really seen him in much since Friends. Well, it just feels like he's been battling addiction for mm -hmm. years and years and years. And that's been, yeah. been eating all his time. Did, did, did you see uh, the clip that people were posting yesterday of him in an er interview talking about hanging out with M. Night Shyamalan? No. Oh, my gosh, Meg. It's so funny. So he's, he's being interviewed. It's uh, some British talk show that I'm not familiar with. But he's like... So one night, this was, he's like, this is back when I was drinking a lot. Um, I was, you know, at this dinner with some friends and in, in walks M. Night Shyamalan. And I had met him previously at like an awards thing. And, you know, we hit it off a little bit, but he walks into the restaurant and he walks in, he's like, Matthew. And I'm like, oh my gosh, have a seat, you know, and he's all excited. And they end up having dinner together for like two hours, eventually like all the other friends leave and he's just like hanging out with M. Night Shyamalan. They're having this great time. And then M. Night Shyamalan's like, hey, there's a club across town. Do you want to go to that? And he's like, absolutely. So they go to this club across town. They have like this wild party night. M. Night Shyamalan's like, I'm going to run to the bathroom. 
Matthew Perry runs into another friend at the club and the friend's like, how, how are you? What's going on? He's like, I'm having the best night of my life. I'm hanging out with M. Night Shyamalan. I think I'm like, I want to like work with him and like maybe like launch my movie career a little bit more. And the friend's like, that's amazing. Where is he? I'd love to meet him. And M. Night Shyamalan comes back out of the bathroom. He's like right there. And the friend looks and is like, that's not M. Night Shyamalan. And it was just like some random dude. <laughs> that's literally a plot point in Game Night. <laughs> is it? I yes, don't remember she that. thinks she had an uh, affair with Denzel, but it was just some random guy she met at a gas station. That's, well, so... Um, well, and this is also a plot point in 30 Rock when Liz Lemon Oprah. thinks that she's set on a flight next to Oprah. Um, it might may be my favorite 30 Rock episode besides her <laughs> high school reunion. You know they reunion. don't stream it? Why? It skips the episode. I don't know. Is it? Has it not aged well? I think I can't think of anything that would be objectionable. I just wonder if there's some like sort of copyright issue in it. Interesting. Uh -huh. So you can't even find it? I mean, I haven't gone out of my way to look for it, but okay. we've done a lot of 30 Rock rewatches and it does not play that episode. Interesting. Well, so what's funny is M. Night Shyamalan was later on this same talk show and they they bring up the story. They're like, Matthew Perry told us this hilarious story. And M. Night Shyamalan's like, yeah, no, no, I heard that. And he's like, what he doesn't realize is his story is partly true. He's like, I did have dinner with him. I walked in. That was me. But I think he was like really drunk and he wanted me to go to a club with him. And I was like, no, I'm going home. And he went to the club and must have like found another Indian man there and just <laughs> thought we were still hanging out. So he's like, so the club part was not me, but the dinner part was. And it's it's like the biggest mess. But it's so it's like, frankly, it's a really charming, yeah. funny story. But um, all of this to say, Skylar and I yesterday, we were curious, like, I have not watched Friends in a million years, and I, it's it's not humor that hits for me anymore, but I was like, I kind of want to watch the series finale of Friends. Mm -hmm. um, and so we we watched it, and it was funnier than I was expecting. Like, I found it more entertaining than I was expecting. It was, it was a good time. And then, <laughs> I almost don't want to admit this. Friends ends. And you know how, like, your streaming service will just, like, start playing, like, a new show? Mm -hmm. Based on whatever, Based on you, whatever just you just watched, it immediately starts playing the pilot for Full House 1990. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, this is going to be unwatchable. And I was like, I kind of want to see how how bad this is, you know. And so I'm like, let's just leave it. Let's just like watch it for a minute. I end up watching the entire episode. It's ending. And Skylar turns and looks at me and he's like, Eli, are you crying? <laughs> Meg, I literally... <laughs> cried watching the pilot episode of Fall <laughs> I mean, it's sad. Their mom died. It's so sad. And this is what I wanted to bring up with you is like, I feel like, and I, I've covered this on Strangerville. I did an episode about this exact topic and Punky Brewster and Full House and these kinds of shows. I feel like there was this era in the 80s and 90s where like family programming would have like, it, it, it was, they were comedies, but they would have like some pretty heavy material in them. Ooh, yeah. And so like the premise of Full House is like, the mom just died and yeah. they're all like grieving and it's like this lighthearted family sitcom like the premise of punky brewster is that this kid her parents walked out on her and so she's like this homeless child trying to navigate the world and then she ends up getting taken in by henry this like cranky older man and like that's the whole show and it's like these are bleak well, origin stories. All of our animated stories were like, you're the person you love most is going to either die or abandon mm -hmm. you. Like, 
there's a reason millennials are traumatized. And I'm I'm just wondering, and I'd be curious to hear from other people on this. It does that kind of family programming exist anymore? Where there's like a sort of a, a heavy after school special vibe to periodic episodes. Okay. I actually forgot to mention this a couple of weeks ago, but I have been watching Babysitters Club mm. with my uh, daughters on Netflix. Okay, it's recent. It's recent. It has Alicia Silverstone in it. Um, and there is like some of that, like one of the girls, her mom died, but it's not very recent. The other girls, they're divorced, but her mom's getting remarried. They're more true to, I think, how most American kids live it's, than they used to be. It's interesting, though, because Babysitter's Club it, maybe it's a re- more recent show, but it is an 80s book series. It's an 80s book series, but uh, I think they've taken some creative okay. liberties. Interesting. With it. Interesting. Yeah. So my answer is I don't think they lean into that drama slash trauma as heavily as they used to. Because like you remember there used to periodically be like the special episode where like something really dramatic happens in these shows, like Punky Brewster's friend getting locked in the refrigerator and almost yeah. dying. Yeah. Um there's Sweeps week. Yeah, there's an episode of Full House where like one of the kids at school confides with in Stephanie that his dad beats him. And it's like pretty DJ upsetting. DJ has an eating disorder for DJ, an episode. DJ gets an eating disorder for an episode. There's an episode of Family Matters where um, there's a shooting, like a drive-by shooting. And one of the kids gets shot. And like it would it would just like hit you out of nowhere. Like it'd be yeah. like pretty normal. And then like one week it would suddenly be like, and here's a main character dying or almost dying in the most upsetting way possible. Or like <laughs> Boy Meets World where Corey's like, man, my parents are making me do homework. And Sean's whole life is like yeah. the most tragic story you've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good show. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. That was my jam um, in the mid, mid to late 90s. Yeah, once Disney Channel got a hold of it, I had seen every episode back and forth. Because <laughs> it was a TGI Friday, or uh-huh. TGI Fridays, uh, TGIF, right? TGIF, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, thank goodness it's Friday. What a block of television that was. I, I do not, I mean, like, obviously, if you reintroduce that right now with those same programs, I would die of boredom. But, but my I, kids would be all over it. I don't think... There has ever been or ever will be a block of television that excite has excited me more than TGIF in the 90s. I mean, NBC Thursday night. Yeah, in, in the early 2000s. Early 2000s was that was a like good time. our adult version of TGIF. Yeah, man, I miss that. I know it's just some good. Tra- and we're on Gilded a Gilded Age is back though. I know. Okay, so did you watch it? Uh, I fell asleep three-fourths of the way through the premiere episode, which no- is the Nothing Gilded happens. Age. <laughs> nothing happens. I am so, I haven't watched it yet. I'm so excited. It's exactly what you want it to be. Okay. Nothing. Um, Are you caught up on the morning show? Of course I'm caught up. I'm behind. I'm getting behind on TV. I'm ready to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Reese Witherspoon is a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> She's bad. I don't know what happened, though, because she wasn't always bad. Well, Meg. I think in certain roles, I think that she is great. Walk in the line. Blonde. She's great in Legally Blonde. She's great in Walk the Line. Yeah, but she is not a convincing lesbian newscaster. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just her and Juliana Margulies have negative chemistry I on screen. I totally agree with that. The least believable couple I've ever seen. It's too bad. I think Juliana Margulies is being wasted on this show. I do, too. Because I... And she's giving a fine performance but it's like 
she's giving a performance in the morning show. So it, it can only be so much. And I 100% agree with you. I do not buy their relationship on any level. It no. feels so forced. It feels so awkward. But... It's, uh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. I hope they never take this show off the air. <laughs> Me too. Um, are you caught up on Great British Baking Show? Yes just what a delight okay can we did you watch the most recent episode yeah i am heartbroken yeah that spoiler nikki and rowan I were know. my two favorites oh really yeah. i loved them too i what do you think of the new host i think she's great yeah i know nothing about her we i think we've talked about this before this is a show where every time there's a new host or a new judge i'm like no and then one minute later, I'm like, this is this is just fine. This is exactly as Perfect. fine as anybody. What, that whatever yeah. <laughs> center in my brain needed to be scratched is being scratched. <laughs> it's great. I just love this show so much. What have you been watching? Sorry. Uh, we are watching. Someone said that Apple TV shows only exist like within Apple TV. Like you never hear about them outside. Mm -hmm. Like a new show premieres on Netflix and you're hearing about it everywhere, even yeah. if it's mid. Right. Yeah. Apple TV will spend like $80 million on a show that two people watch because they do absolutely no marketing That's of it. interesting. I'm one of the two people watching For All Mankind. Okay. A show whose premise is, what if Russia beat us to the moon? Did did that originate as an Apple series? I don't know. I feel, It sounds familiar to me. How many seasons are there? I think we're on season two. I don't know how many okay. there are total. Okay, I so, expect us to get caught up. So really if Russia soon. beat the U.S. to the moon, what yeah. what would the world what look like? What would the world okay. look like? Specifically, what would the NASA program look like? Okay. And it's pretty interesting. There's some interesting ideas. They do some things with historical facts where I'm like, I don't know about that. Like they make t um, Teddy Kennedy president. Oh, okay. And he has an affair with that woman who drowned. Remember? Because he was like suspected of drowning. Oh, somebody. yeah. And it's like, that feels kind of gross and weird. That is weird. I don't know about that. That's but then weird. it's also like they send women to the moon a lot earlier because they want to be better to, than the Russians in that way. And Do you know my hot take about the Kennedys is that we did not wait long enough to start making jokes about JFK. I think too many comedians think that it, enough time has passed that they can make fun of the assassination. And I like wasn't even alive then. And I still feel like it's in poor taste. We were making jokes about the submersible as it was happening. Do you want to compare those two events? I'm just saying. Also, comedy has never respected. Ah, uh, I think I think there was at least a grace period on 9-11. <laughs> That's true. Not a long one, but there was some. Like, I think it's okay to make jokes about Abraham Lincoln's assassination. I just don't think enough time has passed on Kennedy. That is what I'm saying. What's the acceptable amount of time? Um, I think, I think nobody can have a living memory of it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're probably another, what, 30, 40 years out. You think so? Yeah. What year was it? 60, early 60s. Late 60s. Okay. I don't think we're 30 years out. I think we're 10 years out. Of people not having a living memory yeah. of it anymore? Yeah. Like, my parents, it's like their most... My parents are not dying in 10 years. And it's like one of their most vivid memories of their life. Okay. All right. I guess that makes... Okay. Maybe 25. 25. Yeah, 25. Okay, okay. 20... You heard it here first. In 25 years, I think we can finally start joking about the Kennedy assassination. Okay, what about the submersible? <laughs> I don't know what to think about the submersible. The jokes were funny, but it is... It is human life, and it was kind of upsetting. I know, and I know. yeah, and I felt bad. Yeah, and I felt disturbed by it. Like I could, I can't think too much about the submersible. It upsets me. Well, yeah, 
they yeah. were crushed. Yeah. Into oblivion. Yeah. Okay, here's <laughs> counterpoint. Okay. I don't think the jokes are saying, isn't it funny that Kennedy was shot? I think the jokes are about like the grassy knoll and how it was just a complete mess and nobody actually knows what happened. And then maybe the CIA was part of it. Maybe it wasn't. Like, I think the jokes are about things surrounding it, the cultural moment. I don't think it's like, ha ha ha, a president died. I agree. Okay, here, uh, Samantha B. a few years ago um, did release this video where she pretends to be, I think she was pretending to be Jacqueline Kennedy, and she's like graphically talking about, like in a humorous way about what happened. And I was, I remember seeing that and being like, this is gross. I think it is funny when people make jokes about the conspiracy theories around it. Okay. So parts of it are acceptable to make jokes about, but not the actual death of the president. And 9-11, the, it's the same thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think we can make jokes about, like, how, like, the insane conspiracy theories around it, for example. Okay. But, like, Titanic has, that's, like, out of living memory, I think. Like, it's all fair game. I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> should we do another Titanic episode? No! I think we should do one every five years. <laughs> Just an update on, like, yeah. do we like Titanic yet? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, watching for All Mankind. And we already talked about the morning show. We mm -hmm. talked about the Great British Baking Show. I think that's it. I think. Oh, Vanderpump Rules season five. Mm -hmm. um, Still working your way back. Yep. And Real Housewives of New York reunion. Mm. They, to, I haven't watched the second part yet. The first part was really interesting. They all spent the whole time apologizing to each other. Mm-hmm which is pretty rare for a mm -hmm. housewives reunion. It's usually a lot of accusations being made, but you know, these women are New York classy. So. Is is Salt Lake Real Housewives happening right now? Uh yeah. What is like the the timeline for season? Like when is the season in this series in this? Mm, so for franchise? season we're on 4 now. They started filming it looked like January. -ish. Is it inconsistent? Yeah. Oh. They're just like, we have a new season every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, they okay. try and do it in the winter usually because it's like, we're skiing. We're in yeah. Utah. It's winter. We're snowflakes. That's their opening titles. They're holding snowflakes. Great. Anyway, <laughs> spooky season is coming to a close. So Aww. we are here with our final. How are you doing? I mean, I am tired, mm -hmm. honestly, of Halloween, mostly because we've had like eight Halloween parties in the last week. Oh, look at you, popular. No, kid Halloween parties. Your Our kids, kids are popular. I've had to be at different various okay, Well, my parties. dogs have not been invited to any Halloween I'll parties. Make sure that we invite you to our dog Halloween party. I would love year. that, yes. Uh, anyway, we have watched our final spooky movie of the season, mm -hmm. <laughs> the 1980 uh thriller slasher icon friday mm -hmm. the 13th yep okay <laughs> hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I had never seen this. Neither had I. I, I. Which is a little bit baffling to me because I do feel like it was a big part of my childhood in a lot of ways. Like people talked about Jason all the time. Yeah. Um, 
By the way, my biggest surprise of this movie was how little you actually see of Jason. Like, you pretty much don't see Jason. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I should say I went into this movie expecting Freddy Krueger. So Me too. I, I get the mix <laughs> Is Freddy, Freddy Krueger is... Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Which we should do next year. Yeah, we definitely should, because I have not seen that either. And I also was like, yeah, Freddy Krueger. And then about halfway through, I was like, wait, is this one the Jason guy with the mask? I get them all mixed up. Mike yeah. Meyer... My, my, Michael Myers. Michael Myers is Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, which we've we've watched that one. So, um, I didn't really know anything about this movie. I didn't know it took place at a summer camp, for example. Mm-hmm. I think I just thought it was like, may, maybe I'm getting mixed up with Nightmare on Elm Street. But I was like, it's just some neighborhood, and there's a guy killing people. Like that's what I thought. That's what all of these movies are. Halloween. Um, Remember when uh, Allison made us watch that terrible. Sleepaway Camp movie. <laughs> this was this like a me half that. note sharper than that. Yeah, the, this reminded me of that. That movie was terrible. Um, it, I, I will say, like, it is very similar to Halloween. It is a better film than Halloween. <gasps> you think so? I think the writing is like one degree better. Because do you remember, Halloween is pretty bad. Yes, but in Halloween, by the end, I cared whether or not Jamie Lee Curtis lived or died. That's because of Jamie Lee Curtis, I think. Yeah. She's the she's the only character in that entire movie that's given like any any arc at all. Yes. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like very charming in that role and likable. I agree in this movie like at the end I was like I literally could not name one character except for Jason. I don't, I don't know what any of these people's names are. <laughs> yeah. And like I was getting the women mixed up throughout. Like I, they were all just like homogenous to me and I and then there was like the annoying dude and then Kevin Bacon, which was easy to keep track of because it was Kevin Bacon. Right. But, but all the other dudes, like I could not tell them apart. No, they all look the same. Yeah. Except for shirtless guy, mustache guy who was only in it for like four minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, was this a scary film to you? Um, th- Some of the images made me jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the murder of Kevin Bacon was I don't I still can't figure out how they did it. It's pretty upset. I was yeah. wondering too. So yeah, describe it. Okay, so he's laying in the bed. First of all, this movie is sex negative. Like have sex and you're going to die. Yes. Is the message of this movie. I think Halloween was the same. Yes. There was that I think it was in reaction to the 60s. I don't know. There's like a whole thesis to be written about it. Anyway, Kevin Bacon's laying in bed just having had um intercourse with his girlfriend and kind of graphic. It's pretty it's long. It's longer than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> It's a 90-minute movie, and, like, that took a good four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Um, pan to their friend, who was on the t- top bank, couldn't tell you his name to save my life, yeah. but his throat has been slashed. Um, blood is dripping blood down is dripping. onto the lower bed. As soon as Kevin Bacon knows blood dripping on him, a knife pops up from underneath him and cuts a circle in his throat. Yeah, like, through the back of his neck popping out the front and i'm i'm really still baffled about how they did that without mm-hmm. cgi yeah um it's a pretty convincing it is, murder it actually it holds up and like, i think the special m- effect is good most of the kills in this are pretty like oh whoa how'd they do that like yeah. that looks pretty realistic yeah that's not where my fear center lies you know Same. i was more like oh, okay a bunch of people are dying dead bodies and once the killer is revealed i was like are you telling me not Angela Lansbury is the villain of this movie in a cable knit sweater uh-huh. and like old lady 
permed hair. Like, uh-huh. that's truly our villain here. Uh-huh. Like, I completely lost interest. Mm-hmm. And when they were fighting at the end, I was like, I do not care if either of these people live or die. I spaced out a little bit during her, like, Scooby-Doo uh, explanation. <laughs> um, Her kid was mistreated at the camp. What oh, happened? Okay. Again, a sex negative movie. Yeah. Two of the counselors, instead of watching Jason, who was swimming, which I'm like, how old was Jason? Oh, yeah. Like, J- if Jason was old enough to go to summer camp, I assume he was old enough to know how to swim. Anyway, mm-hmm. they're off doing the dirty while Jason is drowning in the lake. And so Jason dies. Yeah, right. Okay. She now hears Jason in her mind. It's not well explained, mm-hmm. but she is doing Jason's bidding by seeking revenge on all of these camp counselors. See, I think this this would have been a much more interesting plot reveal. I mean, it's a little bit of a psycho knockoff, um, but the uh, other direction, it would have been a more interesting reveal if you understood kind of from the beginning that like there's this murderer on the loose. His name is Jason, you know, whatever. And then you get to the end and find out actually it's his mom who is like, you know, psychotic. Again, that would have been a, a knockoff of Psycho. It is a knockoff of Psycho. I mean, I feel like every horror horror movie is a just knockoff. a variation of each other, right? But yeah, when when she popped out and was like, haha, it's me, the mother. And I was like, I didn't even know it was the son. Like, w- because you never see him in I the know. movie. I was like, look, we don't know who the murderer is at all. Like, it's not even speculated about. Because you're seeing the kills from the murderer's, murderer's point, pers- of view, point of view. Which is interesting. And none of, And none of the campers are like trying to figure it out because they like don't really know that there's a murder until the end when they all get murdered. And by the way, what's her face? The last one is really bad at running from a murderer. <laughs> She'll like sit down and rest for a minute. And I'm like, you have not been running that long. A, B, like, you know that she's on the hunt for you. Why are you sitting there taking a breath? She sits yeah. in the canoe with her back to the camp where she yeah. knows the murderer is. Yeah. This woman is an idiot. And if I'm being honest, deserves to die. <laughs> It's like, I don't care at all. The very end, I think, is the scariest part. Okay. Uh, Where she's in the canoe and the police are coming. I guess she called the police. I don't know. I don't know how the police know to get there, but she's in a canoe. She's slumped over. She sees the police. She knows she's being rescued. She perks up. And then, I guess, Jason emerges from the lake. He looks pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah. Pulls her under. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I think they knew they had made a stinker and that not Angela Lansbury didn't really land with audiences. Yeah. And then they threw in this one really scary part with Jason at the end. And that's what birthed a million sequels afterward, yeah. Yeah. which I've heard are way more fun and way better than this. That's interesting. And it very reminiscent of the end of Carrie, by the way. Yes. With sort of like the, the hand popping out. Jump scare. Jump scare. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, I was I was trying to think because we've been watching a number of these films from this era like Carrie and Halloween and this and um, The Exorcist, which I think is a straight up comedy. See, I think The Exorcist would terrify me. Still? Still. Like there's nothing that scares me more than like dead eyes, head spinning around. I look, I'm just saying it has been parodied so much that when Skylar and I watched it a couple years ago, we were hysterically laughing like tears coming out of our eyes throughout the entire movie. Okay, because it's I I think it's been parodied enough at this point that like even if this is your fear center, you'd be like, (laughs) really? (laughs) Okay, okay, it's pretty funny. It might also be that like. I I don't know. I think partly because like my belief system has changed. Like 
possession is no longer a thing that scares me because I'm just like, man, I don't really believe in that. And so like my fear center has sort of shifted. I think if I had seen this like in my early 20s or late teens, it would have scared me a lot. But I just thought it was funny. Um, But anyway, all this to say, I like we keep watching all these films from this era and I'm like, were all horror films just like really terrible and hokey and hammy in that era? Um, But I remembered... um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the same era, and it's really well done okay. and terrifying. And so I, I think it's more a matter of, like, budget. Like, these films just, like, didn't really get a budget, and so they just kind of slapped them together and hoped I for mean, the best. I mean, this had a budget of half a million dollars, and it made a gajillion dollars huh. in return. The Shining was the same year. That's true. And The Shining That's bombed true. at the box office. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I Did mean, I think people this just was, want camp back then. And I, this was probably a huge movie among teenagers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think The Shining, uh, The Shining's pretty cerebral and probably wasn't for like mass audiences as film snobby yeah. as that sounds. Yeah. Um, and it's a slow, The Shining is a slow bird movie. It's like very you, much a slow You bird. have to have patience for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Night. Five Nights at Freddy's right now is doing numbers at the box office and What's it's that? just hot garbage. It's a horror movie about like Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. <laughs> you know, it made like, I think, 10 times as much as Killers of the Flower Moon made. Interesting. I think people will go see any horror movie in October. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's which, true. Like, good for them, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Halloween is a better movie than this. Okay. Um, For the character development, I think having a killer in your own house is a scarier premise than one at a summer camp, which feels pretty tried at this point. It's also pretty funny that they named this Friday the 13th. No I mention was, of Friday the 13th in it. Really? I was like really expecting this to be like Friday the 13th happens and it's an unlucky day and here's all the horror that ensues. But I was never even clear. Like there, this takes place over many days. And I was like, is one of these days... Friday the 13th. Like, what? Why is this movie called that? <laughs> like, Troll 2. Just not yeah. explained. <laughs> not explained at all. At one point, a main character just makes coffee in the middle of the mayhem, just like stops, pauses, yeah. makes coffee. The, nothing happens while she's making coffee. She's just making coffee. Yeah. At one point, um, the three of the characters play an extremely boring, ungratifying game of strip monopoly <laughs> that I was like, oh, this is just going to turn into like, a gratuitous nudity scene and it actually doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> like, why why did you make us watch them play monopoly and like at most like i think the dude takes his shirt off and like one of the women starts to unbutton her shirt and that's it and that's i was just it. like i mean I'm, I'm not looking for gratuitous nudity but i'm like but why why did you guys put this in the right. film <laughs> And it's like, maybe they just did not have enough minutes of footage. You yeah. know, maybe the studio was like, you have to at least give us 90. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll play Strip Monopoly. And no one's going to strip. We're going to have a four-minute sex scene that has nothing to do with anything. Someone's going to make coffee. The rules of Strip Monopoly were bizarre. Because I was like, I don't understand when you... St-. They're like, when you land on my hotel. And it's like, this is going to be a really fast game. Do you know how long it gets takes to get a hotel? That's true. No, that's true. You're like three hours Maybe in by the time you're getting hotels. That's why they never like ended up taking their clothes off because they're like, we've been playing for four hours and there's only one hotel only on the board. Only one person has a monopoly. <laughs> they're just now starting to buy houses. <laughs> and you can only buy it on your turn, depending on how many people play. It could take a while. Oh, it could take a while. Yeah. Um, th- Some fun jump scares. Yes. I, yes. Usually when we watch these movies, 
they might not like scare me outright, but they'll leave me feeling like uneasy. Yeah. Like even after it, I was like, ah, some of that was just like a kind of disturbing. The premise was kind of upsetting. I felt uneasy afterward. None of that with this. I yeah. was like, well, all right. Yeah. This movie is over. The moment it stopped, it was out of my mind. It was out of my mind. I watched yeah. The Gilded Age. I fell asleep. You know, yeah, like yeah. nothing bothered me about it. And in that way, I kind of appreciated it. It yeah. was just like kind of a fun ride. And it's very short and yeah. it didn't require much of me. But I would not herald this as a classic horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Culturally significant. Not per- not really boring at any point. Because I mean, the it's coffee short was enough. pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think it launched a lot of slasher movies. I wonder uh, if any of the sequels are any good. Or are they all like this? So, Steven has seen them. And he said, the sequels strip away any of that, like, nonsense. It's just, like, here are some people. Here's Jason. They die. Like, it's very, like, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he said they're kind of fun that way. You know exactly what you're getting. They're not trying to make it into any sort of art like this movie kind of was. Okay. It's just very much like, here is what this is. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's been a fun, spooky season. We've watched some real, we've had some real highs, had some real lows. I think Carrie's probably, what well, I feel like the scariest one we watched this year. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, looking I'm, forward I'm to ex- next year. Well, I mean, I'm still terrified of it, but yes. Your inner child is terrified of yes. it. So that's... Yes. I'm excited to um, watch our Christmas movies this year. Me too. Um, if anybody has any recommendations of classic Christmas movies we haven't covered before, let us know. Please let us know. Because we're starting to run out of ideas on that. I think we've done everything twice now. Yeah. <laughs> so please let us know. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.